like a stone And I fell heavy into your arms These days of darkness Wish we'd known We'll blow away with this new sun But I
morning without two things. A cup of coffee and my favorite capital breakfast show. Dina and Talish, you're great. Best of the best. Each morning is really great and fun. Makes my morning so much better. Love you. This is Capital FM, Moscow, 105.3. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. With Alan Moore. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you had fun. If you did uh, succeed in getting in that uh, operating system into your laptop, then you've succeeded, I hope, well. So, again, um, it is coming to Christmas time, and there are lots of games. There's lots going on. And we're going to run down a little bit on the NFL football because, as I said already, there are a lot of games going on right now. Big, big playoff uh, hopes. Uh, either being dashed or being kept alive, so it's it's a it's a tough one um, for some of the teams. So again, running down very very quickly through it. So uh, in the uh, the Jaguars Falcons game, it is fourteen three to the Falcons. Uh, the Browns they put six points on the boards, uh, so that was quite good. Now they had the ball back in possession, but they're two and twenty four after giving away a penalty for a false start. Uh, they're six points up against the Ravens, so that's that's going well for them. They they still have an outside chance of making the playoffs. The Browns, the team that we tip would actually do well because they they recruited pretty well but they've had well we know the problems that they've had off the field um, more off the field than on the field even though some of the on field was a bit mad uh, Colts are 20 points uh, to 3 up against the Panthers the Bengals are 14-3 against the Dolphins um, and the Steelers the Steelers who are having a rough time for this year they, they're up and down really up and down team uh, so they are uh, trailing 10-0 against the Jets and the Giants are back in front uh, against the Redskins 21-14. Right, we're going to go all the way across the broad, broad, the broad even. I had to get new teeth for my uh, Christmas present. Um, Santa Claus, please bring me new teeth. But please bring me as well the dulcet tones of Mr. Alex B. Alex, you can hear me loud and clear? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yes, yes I can. Good. Listen, you've got to talk up because it's a little bit muffled there on the line, Alex. Alex, um... Uh, playoffs, I've just gone through a couple of the games being played tonight. Of course, last night we, we know that there was a, a huge win, a huge win for the Patriots to get them back on the road. So, um, uh, they're 24, they won 24 17 against the Bills yesterday. So, kind of, a, it was a tough one for the Bills. Um, how is the playoff picture looking right now? Because there's only two spots remaining, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, well, the uh, Patriots are top of the AFC in the East. And the Chiefs are top of the AFC West, so followed by the Bills and the Raiders. And uh, in the NFC, there's the Cowboys and Eagles, seven wins, seven losses each. And the seven, and the San Francisco 49ers and the Seahawks in the NFC West. Oh, so they're actually so okay. Say between then, you said the the, the Cowboys and Eagles, they're playing off for of one spot, and then you got the 49ers and Seahawks playing off for another spot. Is that correct? Uh yes. <clears throat> but the NFC East is very, uh, it seems like a very weak, uh, because they're with the Giants and the Redskins, who have three wins each and 11 losses. <laughs> I know, I know. It's really hard with the, with the Redskins, because, I mean, much as I want to love them, um, mainly for, for Alexander Zotov and his dad, uh, also Alexander Zotov, I mean, it's, they're, they're having some tough times. Listen, um, our, 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 one of our teams that we sadly picked were the Browns. They, they also, with the Steelers, have an outside chance to the playoffs. Is that correct? Like Jason, the, the, the Baltimore have qualified already. The Browns 
protons. It's all it's all Odin said it, but but um, <laughs> I, I I know the Texans we and the Titans and the Ravens are also still uh, pretty big in the. I'd say the Ravens actually still have the best chance, better than the Patriots. Okay, so you, okay, because you did say that the Patriots would actually go on to 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 win the AFC and go through. Um, Okay, because looking at it uh, again, because I mean, there's it's got a, Pittsburgh, the um, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Tennessee Titans, and the Cleveland Browns. There and, and the Oakland Raiders are kind of chased, but I think Oakland, no, I think Oakland are gone because they've won. Anyway, it is a mess, but we'll know more next week. Um, listen, going uh, to the sport that the big, big, tall, skinny men play. Well, they're not skinny anymore; they're very, very big. The Milwaukee Bucks are still leaping ahead of the. Uh, okay, Alex B is just dropped on the line right now. So he's not on the train line, thankfully, he's not like before, but we'll get him back on in just a moment. Um, yeah, as I said, that over in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, pardon the point, are leaping ahead of the Boston Celtics. Uh, of course, our very own Peter P. Peter, if you are by any chance listening to us, get well soon. Okay, get well soon. Uh, to your bro as well. So both of you get well. Um, we're going to try to get Alex B back on the line right now. But. Um, yeah, the Bucks are ahead of the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they are just ahead of the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Alex, I was just saying, just while we're getting you back in the line, uh, the Bucks are still uh, flying in that uh, Eastern Conference in the NBA. Um, Celtics and Heat are chasing hard, but I mean, Tor- like there, you've got then the clubs like you know Toronto, Indiana, and Philadelphia, very, very close. I mean, it's very, very tight for for that fight for second place behind the Bucks. Uh, well, in the NBA, being good in the regular season doesn't necessarily uh, reflect how you're going to be in the playoffs. I think that the 76ers are actually going to be the number two team with the Bucks in the playoffs, even though they're number six right now. Okay, uh, I mean... The Chiefs, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Alex. I, I, I just cut across you. Sorry, because I was just going to say, I see the 76ers, as you said, they're in sixth place, but... They're they're playing like good ball, and it's just because they played more games with the teams right. ahead of them. You know, um, so you okay? So you said that the 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 seventy sixers will be uh, second seeds in the Eastern Conference. Said so what? What else in the East? What else are you predicting in the East? In the East, I, I'm not excluding the Heat. I think the Heat uh, they're playing way better this season than anybody expected. Um. The Raptors probably are predicting like a second round playoff exit, uh, but I think the Bucks are going to win the East. They're playing very well. Okay, I mean, that's fair enough. Um, the West is one that always, when you were here with us and when Peter was here with us, it was something that was always interesting for us. You have the, the, the re-energized Lakers and you've got the Clippers, Nuggets and Rockets, even the, the Mavericks right. as well. But you've got like the, the the Lakers are playing some fabulous basketball. I mean, they, I, I've, I've seen um, some of the highlights of their games and they are putting together quite a showreel. They are insane. They're crazy. Um, the thing about the Lakers is that I don't know if any team can beat them four times out of seven games. So that's why I think in the playoffs, the Lakers... It's going to be the Lakers and Milwaukee final, in my opinion. It's going to be one hell of a series. Listen, would you think that, that this will be, um, it'll be the East's turn? Now, I mean, I know you've written off the Raptors, and, and again, you're always someone who, like, speaks sense. You're, you're, you're speaking from your head rather than your heart. Um, so, okay, so the, the Raptors... <laughs> the Raptors are out, but you look at them. Is this the year for a return to the, the great days of the Lakers? Because, I mean... As you said, 
you you don't see a team who can beat them four times out of seven. Right. Um, if anybody can do it, it's the Clippers, the 76ers, or the Bucks. Those are the three teams that kind of have the same star power as the Lakers because the their the Lakers roster is very. Um, they traded away all their all of their team to get actually like good like players now. So yeah. they have like a very nice roster aside from LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Well, listen. Okay, of course, like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they like they make up. I think it's like over. Is it like almost like two thirds of the salary, the the the, the budget, the salary budget for the Lakers? Um, are, are they the guys who, if they stay healthy, if they stay fit? They're they're the ones who will, are always going to make a difference in that in that uh, clubhouse. Uh, well, Anthony Davis, he's just a phenomenal like center. He doesn't really have a lot of like MVPs or like uh, any of these uh, type of mm, accolades or awards yeah. name yet. But LeBron James is the most uh, experienced and versatile player in the NBA right now, so he's probably always going to be a difference maker. Just having LeBron James in your team makes you makes you a finals contender. Well, that's well, so we, we saw has, we saw that with Cleveland. We saw that with Cleveland when he was there. He see that with Cleveland. Like everywhere he goes. Uh, he, which is, yeah. Which is also another crazy thing is that two, like for four years um, up until 2018, the, it's been, the finals picture has always been Cleveland and the Warriors and both of these teams are at the bottom of the <laughs> conferences right now. I know. It, like look, look, look at it at, at Cleveland. They're like they're third from bottom, as you said. Like they, they, they're really right. they're seventeen and a half games back on on the uh, on the books, and then you've got eighteen and a half games back um, for the the, Glo- the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers. So it's just insane. Okay, um, listen, we want to speak about some other things. There's uh, issues surrounding racism that have reared their ugly head in uh, U.S. sports. Um, you, you've been digging into it for us. So what what have you found, Alex? Uh, well, the thing about the U.S. sports is that uh, racism is way uh, more... Um, people try to deal with it way harder than in Europe because here it's actually very, like, uh, far more mixed when it comes to race. So here it's actually a way bigger problem when it does happen. Uh, so in the NBA, it's the biggest um, issue right now. was last year somebody was yelling racial slurs at Russell Westbrook and we actually, I think we talked about that. We did, we did. And, you brought uh, it up and yeah, yeah, we, we had a, a, a good bit, bit about it. Yeah. Well, now that person is trying to, uh, he got a lifetime ban from the arena. He's trying to sue Russell Westbrook and the NBA for that happening. And I don't know what he's trying to get out of it, but uh, yeah, that's kind of like this so, lawsuit is the big what? thing in the NBA right now. <laughs> So, Alex, I'm just going to ask you. So, this guy who was uh, racially abusing an NBA player, Russell uh, Westbrook, um, got a lifetime banned from NBA games. Uh, He's suing the NBA and Russell Westbrook because he's banned from the NBA for life. Where's the logic in that, Alex? Where's the logic in that? Please tell me. I don't know. I don't think think he's going to win this lawsuit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know what judge is going to rule in his favor. Okay, um, like we did, as you said, we discussed that last year. What, like, what else? Like, why why do uh, North American? Because it's not just U.S. I mean, there, there have been um, 
racist incidents in ice hockey, for example, in in many different countries, in, in teams in the NHL and so on. Um, there, we've that has been discussed many times in the past. I've written about it. But why is it dealt with? Okay, you said you said Alex said that it's because there there is more of an awareness of the like racial divide and racial issues. But why is it dealt with so much better than here in Europe? Because it just it's it's nonstop. We saw that Syria. Like, tell me what happened with the Syria uh, design. These pictures of the monkeys. Well, the, with the Syria, I actually don't think that it's a blatantly corrupt. I think they were just trying to in a very strange way because they just put like three pictures of monkeys and they said stop racism or something like that. I think what they're trying to say was that like all humans evolved from monkeys, so no matter what race you are, you're still like an ape, but that's <laughs> kind of been like a, <laughs> it's a it's definitely a very strange way of putting it. I, I, so that's I mean, why they're under a lot of backlash right now, yeah. Yeah, this is like the Syria ad, the anti-racism artwork, and they had monkeys with different colors on their faces, like with different teams. Uh, you know, for me, I, I like. I mean, I saw AC Milan and Roma, AS Roma. They were like saying, "Oh, that's so bad, that's so bad." The clubs were saying it's bad, but for me, I just thought it least gets people talking about it. And there's no way that the artist turned around and made that because he's racist. He's, he's, as you said, he's saying we're all apes. Like you know, we're all apes. So deal with it. Like you know, before you start abusing somebody for whatever it is, the color of their skin or the religion. Look at yourself. Okay. Um, anything else, Alex? Anything else juicy pick, uh, you've picked up in North America this week? Uh, well, the other thing was that uh, in the UFC, the, um, Mr. Colby Covington, if you've, if you've heard the name. Of course. Uh, this is the guy who's uh, who just like, well, nobody likes Colby Covington. Like he, if you look <laughs> at like his Instagram, like anything, he's just like a, he's just a bad person. <laughs> I don't know how to. And so he was... Uh, he lost against Usman this weekend for uh-huh. the championship for welterweight, and he uh, the whole time leading into the fight, he was just, he just wouldn't shut up. And so at some point, he said that uh, he's a huge Trump supporter, like he's one oh, of these like magas. yeah, one of these guys. And he uh, said that my family served in the military. The only thing that this guy's family was ever served was time in the penitentiary. Oh, so, Christ! Again, there's. <laughs> I mean, it's like, this is like worse than, well, it's as bad as Conor McGregor. So listen, Alex, we'll let you go back uh, and uh, we'll talk with you before the New Year. So we'll talk with you next week. So uh, we're looking forward to, to, to catching up then. And by the way, have a very happy Christmas this week. Oh, you too, gentlemen. Everybody in the studio, everybody listening. Have a fantastic Christmas. Okay. Thanks, Alex. Okay, that was Alex B., of course, uh, our man who covers everything in North America and always has some cracking stories to tell. Okay, we are going to go out right now because uh, it's late at night, but it's plus two, a lovely winter here in Moscow. Really lovely, lovely, lovely winter. Uh, It's plus two here in Moscow, so we're going to go out with fits and tantrums, and I just want to shine. So back after the break with Michelle Verrocken. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Срочные новости. Обнаружен новый вирус. ТНТ Мьюзик. Основные симптомы. Передозировка качественной музыкой. Неконтролируемые приступы хорошего настроения. Резкие перепады танцевальных движений. Включай телеканал ТНТ Мьюзик. Здесь твоя музыка. ООО ТНТ Музыкальный. Свидетельство о регистрации СМИ ФС-776-5456 от 18 апреля 2016 года. Для лиц старше 16 лет. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the number one radio sports, uh, English language radio sports show on Mainland Europe, and of course, the number one English language radio station in Russia, of course, is Capital FM. Now, before we go to Michelle Verrocken, because we've been waiting to get her back in the show, uh, we've tried it a, a, my, a, a few different times, but we never quite kind of got it together, but she's just, she's not just brilliant, but she's just a, a person, when she speaks, she speaks from her heart. And she just basically tells it like it is. And she's just brilliant, you know. Um, okay. A uh, quick look at the ice hockey KHL. Siska! Well done. They're back on top of the Western Division. Uh, they're just ahead of Ska. Uh, Siska 57 points. Ska have 56. Dinamo Moscow. They are doing the capital plow. They are third on 51 points. And, of course, Spartak. They're just behind uh, in fifth place. Just behind Jokers. They are in fifth place on 49. And, of course, Vitez Podolsk. Um, Moscow, uh, Pod Moscovia, Moscow Abbas, they are in seventh place. So all Moscow teams are in the playoff picture. Right, uh, there are some games coming up this week, even tomorrow, if you can imagine that. But don't worry about that. There's no games to go to in Moscow tomorrow. So, uh, first game, of course, is on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, 7 30. Siska are playing Metalurg Magnitogorsk. Now, that is a game for the ages because we know that Maggie, as they're known, uh, Magnitogorsk, they are a super, super side. They're always like contenders in every way possible. Uh, 
Um, not having a great season right now. They're down in ninth in the uh, west or the eastern division, um, but there's uh, that game is well worth uh, taking in. The tickets right now, there are some tickets for 100 rubles, but most of them are around two, three, or 400 rubles. But again, it is worth it. it, worth it. I don't like uh, Siska people. If you listen to me, I don't like the music selection you have, but. What's on the ice makes up for it. So, well done. And your hot dogs are very, very good. They're better than Dino. Dino, your hot dogs are not good. Um, later on in the week, on Christmas Day, on the 25th, Ska are home again against Dino Moscow. So, a huge derby at the VTB, at the, um, the uh, well, Ska Arena. Uh, that, again, starts at 7.30. That is definitely one to watch. Tickets are almost sold out for that. There's a few available around 400 and 600 rubles. But, again, it is well worth it. And before we're back on the air with you, uh, next weekend, Siska are home and another derby against Vitiaz. Uh, five o'clock on Saturday, the puck is dropping there. And uh, then we'll be back on the air by the time. Well, uh, Siska are home again uh, against Lokomotiv Yaroslavl. That's 7.30 on Sunday. So we'll be having a bit of a look at that on air. Right. We are going to go straight across to the phone, straight across to England, to uh, a woman who all I can say is she's a genius. She's brilliant. So, uh, Michelle Vrocken, you can hear me loud and clear. Hello, Michelle. Michelle Vrocken, you can hear me loud and clear? No? Okay, we're going to try to get Michelle back in just one moment. She was waiting very, very patiently, so I'm going to get her back on the phone in just a minute. Um, <clears throat> as I said, those hockey games are well worth it because last year I took in quite a few of them over the holiday period. I'll explain a bit more about that later. Okay, Michelle, we have you on the line. Finally, you're back with us. Um, you are do. You, are, <laughs> yeah. listen, you always, like, today has been so positive with our callers. Everyone who we're speaking to, I mean, we've got the top Polish sports journalists, the uh, top Manchester United uh, journalists. We have Andrew Flint, who is our man in Siberia, who's actually in Manchester right now. And now you, Michelle. And I, I hope you are set for Christmas. Well, who... Who's ever ready for Christmas? Let's be honest. <laughs> Listen, just a quick question before before we start all the this serious stuff, okay? Sort of serious stuff. Um, what is an ideal Christmas for you, Michelle? Uh, it would be family, really. Um, it would be uh, the opportunity to spend time with people I love and uh, the the stresses of of work and the hypocrisy of so many things that have been going on politically especially here in the UK just just set outside the front gate so that I can just focus on my, the people around me listen I, I think that's ideal because we have discussed what's going on in England and we discussed last week say um, football transfers after Brexit and limitations and so on and so forth and uh, you know, the, the weird thing is, I don't know, we, we, we surround ourselves with like-minded people most of the time. Um, a lot yeah. of people I know all said, you know, they wanted, for example, Labour to win. Um, I, I don't know anyone who voted Tory, and I don't know anyone who wanted to leave, well, one person who wanted to leave uh, Europe, but now has changed his mind. Um, do you think that in, in we, we, let's look at, like, say, anti-doping now, which, you know, you were... And still are in terms of like leading clean sport. You are um, you were a, a real fighter against what was going like the the, the bad stuff going down. Um, yeah. I, I I I kind of understand why you were fighting. You wanted to make it healthy. You want to make it that it's a level playing field and so on, and to preserve the health of athletes. Um, 
Is it that there's not enough people like us who want to sort of like uh, call out the, let's say, the BS, for want of a better uh, abbreviation, and sort of want clean sports, and are not enough of us in the game? I, I think, to be honest, that, that is the situation. I think the, the problem we have is that for many people, sport has become so important in their um, acceleration to their next powerful position that, that really that they, they are quite happy to use athletes almost like the cannon fodder to get to the next place and you know I saw that through the desperation that uh, seemed to take over the UK in in terms of hosting an Olympic Games which as fabulous as it was I mean the um, the the legacy now of course uh, hosting the the dirtiest Olympic Games so far um, is, is not a good one and uh, we haven't uh, we haven't been able to do anything to tackle the obesity crisis here, and I guess if I was being semi-political, I'd say the only reasonable thing to come out of the recent election is that maybe people in the UK realise that democracy should apply, and you know we might not like the outcome, but if that's what the vote, you know came to but we we just all want to move on to a better place here so you know there are some pretty sad things going on around the world and and, and unfortunately you know this this is first world problems so uh, you know it is time that here in the UK we got over ourselves but it the similar similar to sport you know when I when I hear about some of the things and I don't like to see injustice at all uh, and there's so much going on in sport, but sometimes I do have to remind people, you know, at least no one died, and and put this in perspective because sport is not the only thing in life, and and we really do have to recognise that it's important, but it's not the most important, and and that's where, you know, when we're looking at you know, gene doping, you know, for goodness sake, let's hope that the scientists focus on genetic um, uh, modification that actually helps stop some of the worst diseases um, in, in the world and actually helps to tackle health issues and, and isn't exploited as we inevitably know it's probably going to be for money, for somebody to get money so they can just get to be in that next best place that they see. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, as much as many people have tried, you're not going to be able to take this money with you and the yeah. quality of your life has to be so important. I, it always comes back to me. It's like... Um um, that 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 kind of the guy I can't tell you the guy's name. He's kind of the Arnold Schwarzenegger guy in The Simpsons, and he says, "How do you live with yourself, or how, what do you do with your money?" And he goes, um, "You know, I, I I sleep on top of a pile of money with beautiful women." So it's this kind of people are living for today; they don't really care about tomorrow. And it's something we should. I mean, this is something like the injustice. Um, like many oh, eight years ago, ten years ago now, almost. I started speaking about like issues, say in Croatia, uh, where I saw people doing not such healthy things in rugby, for example, um, and guys were banned, and yeah. tennis players doing the same thing. And in Russia, I, I said this is wrong. And when I was working with athletes, I said, "Don't do this because ultimately, long term, you're going to break your health down." Um, and and kind of like that, it, you know, that the whole illegality of it was actually playing with their minds. 
Now, I'm looking around, uh, Michelle. I'm looking at, say, uh, go to a gym, for example. My, go to a gym. And these guys who are injecting themselves or taking this, taking that to try and uh, either stay young, they're my age or older, and they're trying to stay young or you know, get in better shape. Um, You've got women you know, with, with Botox and collagen. And it's this kind of um, people want to live forever, but they want to live right now. So if, if that's going on in regular life, and then you look at athletes, and you know we're looking at the likes of the pro- prolongation of careers of many well-known athletes. Uh, I'm not even going to mention anybody because we've spoken about them a lot in the show. Um, should we be surprised that you know that people at the top of their game in sports are doing something to stay there at the top of the sport and to make more money and to stay important? No, I mean I, I'm never surprised by the. Um uh, the, the 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 abuse and the corruption of, of sport that I see happening. I'm I'm disappointed that people don't have the the respect that they ought to for uh, fair play. Um, but then it's eroding so much across society, let alone sport. That when you know, I, w- I was thinking today about speaking to you and. What crossed my mind, to be honest, was, uh, you know, if we've seen people corrupt uh, the motor industry with emissions levels, uh, you know, if we've seen problems around the um, safety mechanisms, uh, the safety standards for um, aircraft, why would we be surprised that athletes would take that shortcut or... Uh, and, and what we should be dealing with, of course, uh, perhaps uh, more stringently, would be the, uh, the way that people are being abused, they're being corrupted, they're being uh, misused as the um, the athletes to create the 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 winning, the the, the you know the the achievement, and and that's what. You know, hugely disappoints me because even if you your eyes are set on the prize, why on earth are you now corrupting someone else or misusing someone else to achieve that? You know, that's what disappoints me. I mean, I I, I I'm fully in agreement because I mean, we we do know that uh, after the or the Vancouver Olympics, the Winter Olympics, suddenly there was a, a huge shock of oh my God, Russia aren't very good uh, at winter sports, and suddenly with Sochi on the horizon. They, they got better. You look at the same with Team yeah. GB. For example, just, I, I pick cycling, for example. They were never that strong and then suddenly took off. And what I heard all the time was specialist sports. Not marginal gains. That's a, that, we can put that on one side. But specialist sports where there's not as much competition. So if we focus on them, we can win medals. What, yeah. was, I, was, I, was I naive in believing that, Michelle? Because I still do think that yeah. a sailor can win a medal if they're a good sailor in a good boat and they train very, very hard. We've seen Annalise Murphy, the Irish girl, do it. So uh, am I naive or, or are these guys in special sports like cycling, they're also um, abusing the system? Well, I, mean, I think that's where sports has started to become unfair because where you have... Um, a level of expertise that's now targeting medals is now, um, you know, calculating the um, progress of others. Uh, which medals are, if you like, the the softest targets? <laughs> that's because it. at the end of the day, it was just a medal count. 
you know, and that's that's really in many respects so sad. And I'm, I'm not trying to harp back to the very romantic days of people just happening to be on holiday somewhere, and an Olympic Games was <laughs> going on, and they turned up, and this kind of thing. But but it is that um, that calculated approach to. Uh, winning being the most important thing and no one considering actually um, what happens about personal progress and, and again it reminds me so much of you know my background is from education and I, I feel frustrated with all the the, the exams that we try and put uh, youngsters through from a very early age particularly here in the UK and actually what it should be is about personal progress I go in at this point and I come out at this point what have I how have I gotten better and and this is where if if all you want to do is measure the end point how many medals for this this games then it's very short term but I think we're in for a very very nasty shock as society now looks at sport and says okay fine but you keep re-awarding these medals to everybody and there comes a tolerance point where actually how many re-awarding ceremonies can you take before you say so how much was actually worthwhile watching in the first place That's it. and so if your medal yeah if your medal ceremonies are just not valid um by way of uh, you know any indication of what really happened what price have they got you know what value have they got? Yes, uh, just before we go away, um, I, I, I agree with you completely because again, I work in education as well. For me, it's it's the process, it's the journey that you you come in to study. And I always say this to parents and students: you come in to study economics, but you end up saying, "Do you know what? I want to be. I want to go into dance. I want to go in and be a journalist. I want to actually. I want to go and study ecology." But you find yourself on the way through education. And I think that our generation um, had that bit of an advantage that has changed slightly now for results, result-oriented. Michelle, before, before we go away, um, a quick question is, uh, the Russian ministry said that there was, now that they believe that there was hacked from Germany and the USA. Okay, if we believe them, okay, it was hacked or whatever, but in 2015-16, when Gregory Rodchenkov left Russia or was leaving Russia. Um, do you think with this kind of evidence, do you think that Russia can overturn this um, ban on displaying national symbols or do you think it just maybe that, that this is a time that Russia needs to sit back and reassess what it really wants from sport it, it, it's a really difficult question I, I feel that again part of the unfairness why is it only one country has to be in this situation of proving themselves clean when when you look at the whole purpose of fair sport everybody should be there proving themselves as clean but to be honest you know if i was if i was russian <clears throat> i'd be saying well you know what let's stand back and let's call this jingoism out for what it really is and actually maybe russia should lead the charge on saying let's celebrate sporting achievement regardless of where you come from in the world this is just simply a commercial hype about how I sell medals and my kit or, or you know sporting equipment or whatever but actually we want to go back to a situation where it's about celebrating achievement how important really is is the Michelle Brockin, Michelle has dropped off the line okay 
I, I echo what she says. We should celebrate sport and sport for what it is, a way to bring people together, a way to enjoy life and to make life easier. We're going to wait to the break right now with Jude on the line and it will be, it will be. All right, back after the break with Andrew Flint. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. You're going to be all right. Any of you watching at home, you're probably just thinking, what's gone wrong with me today? Lots of things gone wrong with me today, but 
a lot more things have gone right. Because, uh, Michelle, if you're listening to us, and I've already said to you yesterday, a very, very happy Christmas to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, inspiring words and from an inspiring person. Thank you so, so much. Because remember, um, at Sport Integrity, Sporting Integrity, sorry, because this, this is what Michelle does. She, has, she was a person who brought in the uh, higher quality of anti-doping testing in uh, the UK. Um, she's someone who's fought for a long time and she believes in sport for sport's sake, which is to go and have fun, to stay fit, socialise, and basically that the whole jingoism and the whole like kind of, oh, we are this, we are this. For me, when I got into the ring, and I said this to somebody not too long ago, when I got into the ring to fight, I didn't give two hoots if I was from Ireland, Iran, Ivory Coast, or I don't care, Antarctica. You go in to compete against a person in front of you. You know, and I'm happy with my team and my corner. I believe in them. But I went in to try and not get knocked out, first of all, and to knock the other fellow out. That was, that was my goal. Of course, I was happy like, when the fans lifted up. But when I was boxing in Germany, for example, I was boxing in Canada or England, and the fans got on, on, were on my side, for example, especially when I was fighting a Scottish fighter. And the English fans started to, like, go on Irish, go on Irish, kill him. <clears throat> and my sister used to say that as well. But, uh, not, well, Alan, kill him. But... When you had that backing, regardless of what country, what flag is waving in the air, and I know that we, we, we work hard all our lives to do that, but it's not as important. It's not as important as just to take part in it. And that's what we had to come back to a little bit. So forgive me for being a bit too uh, Pollyanna, okay? Now, I'm going to check the uh, results um, again of the NFL right now, or the, the updated scores, because, of course, the games are going on right now, as I said. Uh, two final playoff spots on the line. Um, so, I mean, fingers crossed. When I look at this now, we'll see what's happened. So, Falcons are still leading the Jaguars 17-3. The Browns 14-6 now behind. They had a bad second uh, quarter. It's halftime there. It's halftime in the, the, the first game as well. Um, the Saints and the Titans Oh, sorry, it's uh, third period, uh, third quarter in the Falcons and Jaguars. The Saints and Titans, so Titans are leading 14-10. That's a, that could be a good win for them. Put them right into the playoff spot. Um, the Colts are leading the Panthers 21-23. Bengals are losing to the Dolphins 21-6. The Steelers are 10-10 with the Jets. The New York Giants double scores 28-14. That's, into, that's just uh, starting the third quarter uh, with the Redskins. A bit later on tonight, you've got the Lions and Broncos, so that's kind of a player for two losers. Um, and I do like the Broncos, so I can say that. Um, and then, of course, at the same time, you have the Raiders and Chargers, so that should be good. And Raiders are awful, Chargers are awful as well. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles squaring off, so they're looking for a playoff spot as well. That's at 25 past midnight uh, Moscow time. And the Seahawks, they should get a win against the Cardinals tonight as well. Okay, we're going to go back to Manchester to Mr. Andrew Flint. Andrew, I hope you can hear me okay this time. I'm not like blocking you off the show. No, 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 it's all, it's all sounds good, my end. <laughs> yes, and that is good. It's always good at your end, anyway. So, um, and I was very, I could have said something really mistaken there, but luckily Andy Mack is in the <laughs> studio, so he didn't corrupt my, my uh, little mind. But anyway, um, uh, okay. Uh, quick question Ancelotti to Everton good? Uh, in one word yes um, I'm slightly surprised that Ancelotti has moved to Everton um, but then again you know he, he doesn't have much more to prove he's won everything in the game he has a great record behind him uh, for Everton it's a huge coup and I think actually they've done rather well here because they've got the emotional appointment of Duncan Ferguson, got a bit of a boost in the club, and now they've got a world-class manager in charge. 
I don't think Ferguson would have lasted um, just on emotion alone. So they needed somebody better in. Ancelotti fits the bill, I think. Whether he'll adapt quickly enough, it remains to be seen. But I think it's certainly a sign of intent. So um, pretty positive, I would say. OK. Um, and the other one, uh, Arteta, because uh, we already asked you about um, uh, Slutsky, but Arteta to Arsenal, good? I actually think it's quite sensible, you know, because Arsenal's squad, um, their history of signing uh, big names, uh, it hasn't always worked out well for them. And Arteta is a student of the game, if nothing else, and he's he's got a, a reasonably humble attitude, it seems. And I think that's what Arsenal need right now. They need somebody ruthless. Now, I think he is not going to fall into the same trap that Solskjaer did at United, where he played the, you know, the the head boy into the headmaster's office routine. Um, I think uh, Arteta is going to be more ruthless than that, and I think that's kind of what Arsenal need. So he's definitely got the right brains on his shoulders, and I think Arsenal will will probably benefit from his approach. Okay, that is fair enough. Um, there, 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 I mean. When, when when we had the um, uh, apparently today uh, apparently today uh, there was racist abuse again so a second time in a couple of weeks uh, three weeks uh, at the Tottenham game uh, Chelsea and Tottenham the Taylor uh, referee Anthony Taylor he stopped the game in the second half when uh, Antonio Rudiger the uh, blue, uh, the Chelsea defender, he was hit with something. Um, and then of course the first address there's always three addresses racist behaviour is interfering with the game. Okay, and then there was a second and third announcement. Now the three-step protocol says that the game could be abandoned. Okay, if they've been worn twice. Um, so this this all stems from uh, Spurs' uh, son being sent off uh, after clashing with Rudiger. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that maybe the players, like uh, Cos Pandy, who was on with us in the last uh, last hour, uh, he said that players should actually walk off with this. You know, um, and I mean, uh, Mourinho did his, well, did like what uh, Wenger used to do. I saw nothing. I saw the referee follow the protocol. He came to <laughs> Marion at the Fort Official, came to me and Frank Lampard and told us what was happening. Uh, the protocol was followed. We are one of, we, and we are one of the clubs. Every club is together on this. And, you know, okay, mm-hmm. Alderweireld, Al- uh, the uh, Spurs defender said it doesn't belong in football. I hope to get the videos to throw them out. Um I mean, we, we were discussing earlier on. I mean, this just seems like a, 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 a nasty, nasty thing to happen, especially at this time of year. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I, I, I back Mr. Pandy um, on his his stance on this. I, I would back players if they walked off the pitch. I know there have been a few people who said, well, that's the racist winning. I say, well, no, it's not, because it's drawing direct attention, which is unavoidable attention to the issue. And that's the first thing that needs to happen. Um, no player should have to go through any level of abuse. Um, and watching the game, I was, I was watching it earlier, and um, it was very clear what happened. They followed this three-step protocol. Personally, I find the three-step protocol slightly, I'd almost say disturbing, because it is so, it's giving every chance for racists to get away with it until the last possible moment when it cannot be avoided, if that makes sense. Um, I think, I don't see why you need three steps. This is it, Andrew. It's kind of like, you know, someone walking up and punching you in the face and said, please don't do that again. I'm I'm only going to ask you two (laughs) more times. They punch you again and you stand there, I'm going to ask you one more time, punch you again. And then you stand there like an idiot. Like, where, where, so I remember sitting uh, well, absolutely. In, in 2017 with uh, Alexander Zotov and we're sitting with uh, members from the Russian Football Union, with Alexis Smertin, with a, a rep from FIFA, discussing this protocol, outlining what happens. And I was like, that's very, very good. But on the third protocol, that's right, the referee has to stop the game. That's it, finished. Like, 
um, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, when both teams start to lose money, start to be fined. I mean, and, and a fine of like thirty, forty thousand pounds is nothing to these clubs. That's oh, like that's right. that's not even a week's that's a week's salary for a, a, an academy player. So. Yeah, okay. No, it, it is an absolute joke. Absolute joke, Alan. I mean, the thing, firstly, first thing I would say, look, a lot needs to change. Firstly, get rid of fines for racist abuse. It's just, it's an insult. It's an absolute insult to the concept of dealing with racism. Because what on earth does it matter? Like you say, it's a, it's an academy player's salary. Get rid of that firstly. The three-step protocol, okay, it's the, it's the right intention, but three steps i just honestly think it is it's, it's again it's an insult you should have possibly at most one very very strict warning um possibly even make the first step a pause in the game so then fans really have no choice but to sit up and realize hang on what's going on i reckon half the fans from the stadium probably weren't really even paying attention to a stadium announcement so what yeah. effect does that first step have so personally go. i think the entire system is designed to avoid having to deal with the issue Listen, uh, I, 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 I entirely agree with you. I know that they're trying to deal with it, but I think it's kind of also, as, as Michelle Rockin said last time, it's like kind of, you're, you're putting a veil over anti-doping and saying this, this country's bad, this one's not, um, so we'll do this. But at the same time, when you see, like this week we discussed with Alex B, of course, uh, the Syria A posters, but like, you know, three monkeys with painted faces. And the point was, you know, kind of, are we all monkeys? Like, it just... I don't know. It just it gets me because like you also see it up in Scotland with Glasgow Rangers, Glasgow Celtic, and the sectarian abuse. It's just it. I don't know. It baffles me. Okay, let's move on to something something better. Um, okay, tips, tips, please. Just give me something. Uh, we we start off positive. Mm-hmm. Let's keep positive. So okay, so tips tips for the week. There's a huge round of games coming up before we're back on the air next week. So uh, running down very very quickly, you've got Spurs and Brighton. This is on uh, Thursday, of course, Boxing Day uh, or St Stephen's Day for the rest of us on the 26th of December. Uh, Spurs are kicking off. It should be at 3:30 uh, our time here. Spurs and uh, Brighton. You've got uh, Villa and Norwich kicking off at six o'clock. AFC Burma and Arsenal, Chelsea, Southampton, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Everton, Burley, Sheffield United, Watford, and then the bigger ones later on, you have at uh, 8.30 our time here, you've got Man U and Newcastle United, and then you have at 11 o'clock our time, Leicester and Liverpool. What do you fancy on that menu, please, sir? Well, um, I think Spurs Brighton's an interesting one to look at. Um, Graham Potts done a good job so far at Brighton, but... Um, Spurs, of course, they lost the last game. They they do score a lot. They average over two goals a game at home. Um, but they've only kept one clean sheet in the last six games. Brighton have conceded in all of their last six away from home, and both teams have scored in the last in the last five. So I'm going to tip best both teams to score Spurs against Brighton. I think we'll see a reaction. Um, and actually, I think Spurs will win. Um, so plenty of goals too. So both teams to score for me. Spurs against Brighton. Okay, both teams to score. Okay, that's a good one. All right. Um, then uh, looking a little bit further ahead, um, uh, what else have you got for us uh, on that? Because I think then you're going into uh, New Year's Day, correct? Andrew, 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 Andrew is on the line still with us. So we're going to get him back in just a moment. We will get him because he has one more tip, of course, because the next round of games uh, are starting um, on the first, kicking off the new year uh, on the 1st of uh, January. So 
as well as American college bowl games, you have lots of Premier League games. Um, so, uh, Andrew, I was just saying that there's, we're starting off the new year as we mean to go on. On the 1st of January, the first game is Brighton at home against Chelsea. That's at 3.30 our time here. Um, you know, people just be waking up at that time. Um, Burnley and Aston Villa, that's at 3.30 as well. Then at 6 o'clock, you have Newcastle Leicester, Southampton Spurs and Watford Wolverhampton Wonders. Um, again, I need those new teeth from Santa. Um, at 8.30, Man City against Everton. You have uh, Norwich against uh, Crystal Palace and then West Ham against Bournemouth. And the big one at the end of the day at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, we'll all be still awake then. Most people just be waking up at that stage, starting to sober up. 11 o'clock is Arsenal Man U. Um, what have you got for us, Andrew, on that menu? Uh, well, um, I'm going to avoid Manchester United completely, partly because oh. I'm a Manchester United fan and it clouds my judgment when it comes to tips. Um, but actually, it's Manchester City Everton that, that catches my eye. Um, a new manager bounce with, with Ancelotti in charge. It depends, of course, on how he does in the first two games in charge. But uh-huh. um, City, they beat Leicester recently. So is it them back in the title race? I don't think so. But um, the pressure will be on them. And I reckon they might crack. I think I would back here uh, a draw Manchester City against Everton because I think uh, Everton are slightly on the up. City, well, what hope have they got left for the title? Okay, listen, that is very, very good. Andrew, thank you so much. Um, we'll speak, of course, next week as well, next next uh, Sunday. Thank you so, so much. Have a wonderful, uh, happy Christmas to yourself, to your lovely wife, to your girls, to your mom and dad as well. I hope you have a lo- wonderful time there in Manchester and we'll speak with you on the 29th. Thank you so much. Happy Christmas, Alan. Thank you, Andrew. Okay, that was Andrew Flint. Uh, I, I, I was also say we'll talk to you next year, but that's not going to happen. That, that will happen, but <laughs> we have another show next week on the 29th. Okay, so, folks, um, before we go, I have the quick, 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 quickest of things just to have a quick look at here on the... Uh, the, the um, college bowl games because of course we gave a bit of a a dud last week so i'm looking ahead to this coming week okay so on wednesday i have a christmas gift for you well actually do i do i do do i do this do i do this yes i will so i have a nice christmas gift for you uh on 4 a.m okay so when santa has arrived to leave his gifts um there's an over-under on the uh, BYU. It's in Hawaii. So it's Hawaii against uh, Brigham Young University. Um, Brigham Young to win. Okay. And under 60, uh, in under 64 points. That's what people are talking about. I think it's going to be over 64. So over 64 points and BYU to win. Okay. So fingers crossed with that one. Okay, folks. Um, <clears throat> before we go, uh, we know that Christmas and the holiday season, it's... it's uh, it's a tough time for money. And for those of us who are working far from home or we're studying far from home, it can be difficult. And many feel alone. They feel a bit lost or even a little bit hopeless. Uh, yet know this, okay? Hope and company, they come in the most unexpected uh, ways and the most unexpected times and sources. So be kind to yourself and know that there are people out there who care. And in so many cases, activity and fitness and sports, they do help. Okay, get yourself active, free your body, your body, and your mind is going to follow. Get out there, take in a hockey game, go for a walk, be brave, and just know this: that the tough times will pass. That when you're in hell, you don't stop; you just keep going forward. So, for myself and our team on Capital Sports, have yourselves a very merry Christmas, and we'll check in with you next week, same time, same channel. Capital Sports. With Alan Moore.